There is no dark side in the moon, really. Matter of fact, it's all dark. The only thing that makes it look light is the sun. Why should I be frightened of dying? See no reason for it. You gotta go sometime. I blew my own mind. Oh, thank you for listening to Hog Story. Where I'm wondering, after the collapse of society, who's gonna build my roads? I'm Fletcher. And who's going to pick pick up those hitchhikers off those roads? I'm Carolyn Blaney. Your penis will be mangled by a frozen yogurt machine at the UN! I know that machine! This would sound impossible to a layman, but to me it rings inevitable. (laughs) Holy shit, this is real. You give them a quick sh- short, sharp shock. They don't do it again. Dig it. Monday. Dig it. Dig it. It's a Monday. 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 That's right. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. It's what it is. I saw it on the calendar. Hi, it's right there. Monday. October 10th, 2022. And it's a Monday. Monday. Yep. It is. It's a Monday. It this is. Hot Fudge Monday. That's right. It is a beautiful day out here. It is a beautiful day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Happy Monday to you, too. Oh, yeah. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? <laughs> no. No, no, man. Shit, I... no, nah, man. Ooh. Stop it! Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's appropriate, you know. Ugh. Try and do the show. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to do the show. <laughs> no. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. <laughs> now, there are plenty of tards out there living really kick ass lives. That's true, and thank I'm one you, of everybody. them. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Thank you. And thank, thank all you of you for joining us in the smoker right now yeah everyone that's listening live hanging out in the chat hi i see you hello hello everybody in the chat room and everybody listening to the recorded version hello yes hello hi hello. happy monday happy monday and or tuesday or wednesday and whatever day you're listening all of the days any ending and why it's um, a happy day it's a happy day yeah and uh if if you were listening live earlier, um, we I was uh, playing uh, some songs off of the Unknown album by the Unknown Artist. Uh, oh. That's that's why it's you get on to the you you check out the live show. I want to encourage people to check out the live show because you never know what you're going to hear, and it's always an, a little adventure, and we all go on the adventure together before the show. It's great when here in the smoker. And I wasn't uh, expecting the oh, oh in the uh, <laughs> intro music there. That, that, was, that was nice. 
Uh, oh, okay, great. I'm glad. <laughs> I found it, and it and it went well together. So I I I decided to to go with it. Mm. And you know what else I decided to go with today? No. Some gin. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's I as you, as you do with any any bottle, <laughs> you buy the the prettiest bottle that you get. And this one was a a small blue bottle, and this says, oh. "If I could explain how this gin makes me feel, then the entire world would drink it." And this is a a gin from uh, from Nova Scotia. Let me see what. Well, uh, if you drink the entire bottle, you'd feel like this, probably. Probably, yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to have like little 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 sips. You know, this is a, a rhubarb gin. And oh. I put some ice in it. it what, is that what you're supposed to do? Am I doing this wrong? I, no, I'm not I don't gin- think there's a wrong way. You, as long as you're drinking it with your mouth, I think you're doing it right. Well, that's good. That's good. And this one is from uh, Ar- Arisag, uh, Nova Scotia. A-R-I-S-A-I-G. I've not heard of that place. I am drinking a small, uh, this is a traveler's bottle, you know. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, a, a traveler's little- bottle. A little uh, 355 mil 12 ounce uh, uh, bottle of uh, Coors Golden Banquet. Ah, yes, the Golden Banquet. The the kind that I'm not allowed. It's the kind you give golden showers with. <laughs> Ooh, what a funky lady! It's kind of a sm- sweet smell to it. So I'm going to have a little That's gin, little it should sip. be. Yeah. Full of Ooh, botanical flavor. It does have botanical flavor. It's it's nice. It's a nice little nice little sip. I got a nice little sip there. It's gonna it's gonna take me back in time. That's what uh, <laughs> that's what gin makes me think because you know it's like old world type of um, spirits. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I I feel like I I should be wearing uh, a fancy dress. Um, maybe like in velvet, in a speakeasy, um, in a speakeasy, and I should be wearing a, a nice hat. Yeah, and somebody that, like that, does the wrong passcode at the door, and you're like, "Hey, beat it, spook! This don't concern you." Yeah, yeah, like I'm dressed like a a, a madam. Oh right, like at a yeah, brothel. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. With a bustier. Bustier, yeah. I'd be wearing one of those bustiers, drinking gin. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. What's the Hell top yeah. of the show? You want to thank some uh, executive producers? Yes, yes. Thank you, everybody. We want to thank, uh, we want to start off by always thanking Nodebit. 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 If uh, you're listening live, it is all thanks to, to Nodebit. Uh, he he runs the, the server for Hog Story um, in the chat, in the IRC chat. If you see a bot called Chad, uh, that... That is all thanks to Nodebit. Chad does the does the karma, the weather, um, also uh, the uh, Twitter search. Um, there's a fuck an FML or fuck my life feature where you can uh, read read little stories uh, from uh, FML uh, as on well. As, oh, it's on Reddit. Oh, okay. I didn't realize where that was coming from, but you know, you learn so much anyway. 
there's also uh, other features like uh, um, Trailer Park Boys uh, quotes. So you can quote Ricky, uh, dot Ricky, and then it'll sp- and then Chad will spit out a, a quote from Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Pretty cool. I'm and not sure if he's doing all that right now. I think Chad is a bit under the weather. I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the dot hog story was uh, was uh, was down. So I, I couldn't right. uh, I couldn't see the um, uh, the titles of the of the track or or how many people were listening. But that's okay. Um, uh, I was able to actually. Uh, well, I, I think anybody who was who had a uh, was listening to it on their um, streaming service could see what what the song was called. Uh, oh, Stacy as well uh, relays uh, the uh, boostergrams as well as uh, if you are in Discord uh, and you want and that's your flavor, we will see all of your messages on Discord. So uh, right here in, on IRC, and that's all thanks to to Nodebit. Uh, we also want to thank Void Zero for uh, helping us get this show up off the ground uh, a lot sooner than we ever would have hoped. Um, uh, Hog Story is entering our fifth year of this show. I think we're in it now. I think we're in it now, you guys. We're in it to uh, win it. We're in it to win it. Um, It's it's super cool. Uh, We want to always thank you. And also, just thank everybody uh, for calling in, uh, leaving us voicemails, uh, all the support. Uh, we we ever we ever, we get from you. Uh, it's uh, it's we we do enjoy doing this show, and uh, um, it would not be the show without any of you. So thank you, and um, and if you want to, uh, we do have a couple of boostergrams that I did see come in. Yeah, let me get to the uh, PayPal's first. Oh, let's get to the PayPal's first. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also wanted to uh, mention uh, I did get some books. From Baron Spud the Mighty Sweet. Uh, by yeah. mail. All right. Let me yeah. get to the uh, um, PayPal's oh, first. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. I just then you can sure. uh, get to those. And um, first, uh, want to thank uh, we want to thank uh, Daniel White. That's the Daniel uh, White. Dirty, thank you, everybody. Sorry, dirty Jersey whore, as uh, he he may call himself. Um, I had a had a clip. Yeah, because he. Uh, he has pledged twenty dollars. That's right. Oh, wonderful! But Thank you. That's his monthly donation. So there was no note. Another monthly donation uh, came in from Sharky. That's, oh, thank you, Sharky. Five hogaroos. Oh, very nice. Thank you. And uh, also, uh, Net Ned, he came in with uh, fifteen hogaroos. Oh, very cool. Thank and you. And he uh, he did send a note saying. <laughs> Fuck David Copperfield and fuck cats. Love you both. <laughs> what is Thank it, you. David Copperfield, about magic? What does it offer the human condition? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Fuck Excellent. cats. And the cat agrees. And uh, that is... Oh, we... Um, well, this one's still uh, pending from Alpha Tango, but I'll go ahead and mention it. It's... Uh, All right. I do believe this is C Brooklyn 112 uh, with a five hogaroo. Oh, thank you. C donation. Brooklyn 112. That's a monthly donation as well. Thank you for those monthly donations. They all they all help. They help um, pay the internet bill. Oh, and I want to thank uh, Baron Spud the Mighty. I know you do too. Uh, for yes. his uh, $20 uh, check that goes to the um, the clean feed subscription. 
Yes. He has yes. pledged $20. Indeed. We want to thank him for that. That's that's what we're using right now. If, uh, if you ever were wondering what uh, we use, uh, we use Clean Feed for this show. That's why we sound so clean. Yeah. Yeah. And such feed. Much feed. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of lot of feeding going on. <laughs> Why don't you just nestle in below me and let me baby bird a little bit of my wisdom into that pretty little mouth of yours. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever All right. you say. <laughs> now you, you go ahead with what you were going to say uh, before. Oh, yes. Uh, so Baron Spud the Mighty, uh, I received uh, a few books from from him uh, from an author called uh, William Gibson. And uh, I received a, a, a book called Burning Chrome, uh, Mo- <laughs> Mona Lisa Overdrive, and Count Zero. I think I, I, I got believe- the same books. Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading those. I'm excited. It's going to be great. I wonder which one I should start. Do you know which one I have to start with? I know I know a couple of them are, are from a trilogy. Uh, well, uh, that wouldn't be a trilogy if it was just a couple. Oh, uh, that's true. I think they're all three from the same trilogy. Um, oh, He might okay. tell you in the chat or you could look it up. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up or reach out. Yeah. No, that's cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. They look, they look awesome. Neuromancer, that was one he said. Ah, oh, okay. Cool. It's great. Um, yeah, yeah. And the boostograms, we did get some boostograms. Um, we did. We before did. the show and a, f- and a few days ago. Yes, Let yes. Let me scroll do, do up and see where where that started. Um, I think it started uh, October 7th. Yes, with uh, Bully Steed, Boosty Steed, yeah. saying, looking forward to my bluegrass balm Sunday. That was... 3,333 sets, and she got it. That was uh, Hell yeah. Sunday morning, two-hour folk hour. Uh, the 7th, that was a Friday night, so I was playing some vinyl records that I got uh, from a thrift store for 99 cents each, and cool. I didn't realize until I went to check out mm-hmm. that uh, it was also buy one, get one free. So I got, uh, I got seven records for four bucks and change after tax. Oh, that's cool. I played Robin Trower's Twice Removed from Yesterday. Um, I played California Jam 2, which was a double live album from this um, live concert in California in the 70s, 74, maybe. Um, and then another album from 74 by a band called Hawkwind. I never heard of them, but the album was um, uh, The Hall of the Mountain Grill. And that was some heavy psychedelic rock. Like, it was really oh. fucking cool. Really yeah. cool. So I played those, and Bully Steed was there, as well as Serpent, Dark Lord RK, um, Net Ned. Anybody else? I'm sorry if I'm forgetting you. Parents, but the Mighty, more than likely. Uh, she cool. did send a boost for that, 6,666 sets, yeah. saying, The Vinyl Hour. <laughs> and then Net Ned sent uh, 3,333 sets saying best 99 cents ever. Oh, very cool. Oh, and that's then awesome. um, you can say the ones from today. All right, great. Uh, we got one from Servo, uh, and he sends 3,333 sats saying boosting from Crontab. 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 
fun. I don't, I'm not sure what Crontab is. It says sent using boost CLI. So it's from maybe the future. That's it. Maybe it is from the future, from Crontab future. Thank you, Servo. And also, uh, we got uh, three, 33,333 sats of uh, lavish <laughs> using fountain. Whoa. Oh, that's so cool. And lavish says serving fresh succulent hog. Thank you. Thank you, lavish. Sounds fucked up to me. <laughs> it's quite lavish. <laughs> you can suck a bag and eat my ass. Okay, deal. <laughs> you can suck my dick. Time and place, baby. <laughs> ASL, motherfucker. <laughs> ASL. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody, and uh, if I and if you want to uh, send us a boostergram, you can use a uh, a live. You can use a podcasting 2.0 compliant app. And I, do we have a, a a sound for the boostergrams? New new sound? You know we do. I don't even know what the sound is, and I'm curious. So if you want, if you want to send us a boostergram, so I can hear the sound. Uh, yeah. send us one. Oh, for sure. Oh. And we could read it right off, uh, right from the chat room. Oh, sorry. I had to test the, uh, the old Google voice because I didn't do that. Oh, okay. No problem. But it's there. Well. And it works. It's there. It's there and it works. And it, so we have a, we have a voicemail, um, and you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, we want to know, uh, what are your, do you have any long distance driving tips for us? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been doing a lot of long distance driving. And um, I really would appreciate some tips how to make it more efficient, how to make me more efficient at, do, at long distance driving. Um, I think it's I, I, I know I can do it. I just need to, to harness the power of long distance driving. And I think I start I with think, a clean tip. I think that's how you start it. You probably do start with a clean tip. Probably a clean car, too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, so I did discover some tips. Um, you give me a big and, tip and some amazing feedback. Yes, yes. We'll get some some of those. Um, I, I, I have some uh, clips that have tips, but I'm, all, but I'm also interested in what everybody else tells us. It's exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost is, uh, you know, never let anybody operate your vehicle except for you. Um, that doesn't mean like you don't let other people drive. Oh, I got a boost. I'm going to come. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. That's yeah, servo that's the going pew test. <laughs> 3,333 sats test complete servo. It is. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, that means not that you don't let someone physically like get behind the wheel of your car you know sometimes you gotta let jesus take the wheel but you um don't let don't let people that are riding your bumper in the back make you um drive uh any certain way that's unsafe um you know what i mean don't just because somebody's yeah, riding your yeah. bumper doesn't mean you have to speed up or become nervous yeah. uh if somebody is brake checking you in the front you know, you don't have to mm -hmm. really let that stress you out. It can be stressful, obviously. Yes. Um, but no, it just it's just a good rule to help you um, 
stay calm and realize like you're the only one driving your vehicle and you need to take responsibility for it. So uh, if the road is bumpy or mm -hmm. curvy or, you know, full of potholes, you need to slow down. Um, oh, yeah. If yeah. there's inclement weather, you need to slow down. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that because the road's there and it's obviously an inanimate object. So all it can do is exist, but it, it can't, uh, it can't fuck shit up for you. You know, it can't, the road doesn't make you not pay attention. The road doesn't make you look at your phone or fiddle with your radio. That's all you. Uh, and yeah. so most audio, audio, most auto accidents are a result of a uh, driver error. And of course, everybody wants to blame something else. Oh, well, they pulled out in front of me or, oh, you know, I didn't, you know, this turn snuck up on me or all that shit. Well, yeah, but it's still your fault because you weren't looking yeah. ahead. Yeah. You always need to look far ahead, as far ahead as you can see. And just to make sure that if you see any accidents up ahead, you take the proper steps, you slow down, you change lanes if necessary. Uh, you can signal to other drivers by uh, putting on your hazard lights. If you have to come to a stop and traffic is coming up behind you, turn on your hazard lights so they can see that something's wrong and they will slow down instead of slamming into the back of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. Got to let everybody know you're, you've stopped or, or are going slowly because you have to go slowly. And when you're driving on a highway, mm -hmm. the... The distance in your overall drive time, especially on a long haul drive, between going 55 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour or 80 or 85, the difference um, when you reach your destination is going to be minuscule, as in a couple of minutes from going 55 versus 75. Oh, yeah. So yeah, don't, that's true. don't stress yourself out because you have to drive slower than you want, you know, and mm -hmm. uh because it, it ultimately doesn't matter. Traffic control devices like stop signs and traffic lights are going to slow you down. Have you ever noticed how you could pass by an old granny that's driving 45? You pass her by going 65 and then you meet each other at the stoplight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So those, those, that 20 miles an hour really doesn't make any difference. All it does is stress you out more. And so that's a, a big driving tip is just reduce your stress and drink like plenty of water. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. your body's a machine and it only mm -hmm. uses one type of uh, lubricant in that machine, and that's water. Uh, Gatorade's bullshit. Uh, ultimately, coffee and caffeine drinks are bullshit. You're going to crash from the, from the caffeine or any other chemicals that are in uh, energy drinks. So if you're driving and you notice mm -hmm. you're tired, drink some water. If you're driving and you notice you're getting stiff and starting to ache, yeah, drink some water. Also, take a break. Find a rest stop and uh, pull over and get out and walk around for uh, 10 minutes or so. Yeah, that's, that's what I found that I, I needed to do. Uh, just getting, uh, I probably needed to drink way more water. And I was kind of worried about having to get out and having to pee. Like every five, every like stop or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay though. Your body will yeah. get used to it. I mean, if it's a long haul 
drive. You know, you might have to, but that's all right. Um, yeah, that's all right. And it's always good to remember, avoid the shoulder if at all possible, because that's, that's where a lot of road trash collects is over on the, the shoulder. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, you know, Tons of- if you're if you're making a right turn, mm-hmm. don't get into the right shoulder and then make your right turn. Just maintain your lane, the right lane. Slow yep. down. Traffic will slow down behind you. They might be pissed, but fuck them. Uh, yeah. And make your right turn that way because that's the last thing you want is a bunch of shit in your tires. Oh, yeah. You don't want any shit in your tires. You want to have full tires. Plus, you can make a right turn much easier from the right travel lane than if you're in, if you're over to the right in the shoulder, you have to make a tighter right turn, which oftentimes people end up drifting over into the opposite lane and then coming back into the correct lane. So uh, just stay in the right travel lane and make your right turn. Same if you're making a left turn, don't get over into the left shoulder. Don't drive in the turn lane. That's not what it's for. It's not a lane of travel. It's a turn lane. It's made for merging in and out of traffic. Yes. And the key to that is uh, you don't want to obstruct the flow of traffic. So if you have to use the turn lane, get into the turn lane, then slow down. Don't slow down in the lane of travel, then get into the turn lane because you're obstructing the flow of traffic that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It It sounds way safer. And who cares what everybody behind you has to say and if you're making a left turn onto a roadway and you have to get into that middle turn lane to get onto the correct side of traffic get into the turn lane stop wait for a clear spot then go into the lane of travel don't just put along through the turn lane till it's clear because what if somebody's doing the same fucking thing going the opposite direction yeah yeah plus the turn lane also collects a bunch of trash uh in the parts that aren't normally uh, used for merging in and out of traffic, all the space in between those points is going to have a bunch of trash. And if you're just putting along, waiting till you have a clear spot, you're picking up trash in your tires. And now a lot of it might uh, get flung back out, but yeah. not all of it. Not all of it. No, no. So save your tires. Don't drive in the turn lane. Don't drive in the shoulder. That's not what they're for. No. And so there's that. And if you do have to get over in an emergency onto the shoulder, Get all the way into the shoulder. Don't leave your ass hanging out into the lane of travel. And if you are one of those people that uses the shoulder to uh, uh, get out of traffic and make a turn, again, get all the way into the shoulder. Don't leave your your left side tires in the lane of travel and then turn because you're not doing anybody any favors. You're no. still occupying part of the lane of travel and somebody's still going to have to uh, change lanes to avoid you. So your actions were pointless. Either use it all the way or don't. I recommend don't. Um, It sounds dangerous. And if you do have an emergency, like, well, anything that's not, like, immediately disastrous, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. avoid getting onto the shoulder. Just drive to the nearest exit with your hazards on and then pull onto the exit ramp and go down to the bottom of the exit ramp. And then check your tires or whatever you had to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Unless your tire just flew apart and now you're driving on the on the wheel. Oh yeah. I almost saw that. Like like I've seen that with eighteen wheelers, yeah. Mm. I saw that with a private passenger vehicle and 
I just saw this tire and I was like, this tire's gone. It's going to be gone so soon. And it was so dangerous. I was driving back from Shreveport, Louisiana one time on Interstate 20. I was going east. I was going home. And um, up ahead of me, I saw... At first, I thought somebody was driving with uh, their reverse lights on. You know? Oh, yeah. But just one side was bright. Yeah. And as I got closer, I realized it wasn't a white reverse light. It was white hot sparks. <gasps> because both of their left side uh, tires were gone. Oh. And they were driving on the wheels on both the left side. The right side tires were there. Left side mm-hmm. wasn't. And it was just shooting sparks out. Whoa. And they were trying so- to drive 65 Whoa. I know. They were insane. It was in a Suburban. That's insane. Whoa. That's a big truck. I mean, I'm thinking about the, the, (laughs) I'm thinking about the old one, not the the new one. No, it was. It was like a late (laughs) 90s Suburban. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. It's a heavy truck. I don't know what they were thinking. They might have been drunk. They might have been running drugs. They might have been high. You know, whatever. Yeah. Who knows? But who knows? It's dangerous and bad for you. I don't know how they didn't. I don't know how cops weren't on their ass when I passed yeah. them. Yeah. And as I passed them, I kept looking at them in my rearview mirrors, and there was still no police coming up, no state troopers coming up. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Who knows? Who knows? I wonder That's... what their story was. Yeah. Maybe they didn't hear it. They're like the blasting of the music. How do you Even not if you hear didn't it? hear it, how'd you not feel it? Your car is <laughs> slumping to the yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. The and probably pulling left. really hard to the left. Yeah. Ugh. But it's always good to check your fluids and your tire pressure too before you go on long trips. Oh, yes. Know what your tire pressure is going to be. It's right there on the inside door, you know, mm-hmm. your driver's side door. Oh, it's in, a, in that label. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, okay. Should be, unless some jackhole tore it off. No, no, it's still there. Even still, it, part it, of it's been part of it was torn. Okay. But I hope it wasn't. Well, it should the, also the, be in your driver's manual. Uh, in your you car's know when I got operation when manual. I when I got the car, it didn't come with an operation manual. I had to like get it online. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. I, yeah, it's all right. I mean, you know, it's good that the internet has it, um, but it would have been nice if uh, that was left in the in the car. And yeah, um, uh, Ice Cube Soup's right. That is a range because in warmer weather, your tire pressure is going to increase and cooler weather is going to decrease. And it is always good to carry a tire gauge, like C. Uh, Brooklyn said. Oh, yeah. Get I always tire. keep one on the inside of my driver's side door. Oh, that's a good idea. Even though my car has a sensor to tell you the tire pressure, like you don't trust that shit. No, no, I'm I'm sure those sense like I mean sensors always um, are can be pretty wonky. well. They'll corrode too from the water that collects inside uh, air compressors. Ah, that's true. It'll corrode those sensors, so it's always good to have a working tire pressure gauge. Yeah, that's true. And having a have, having a visual and actually like going out and looking around your car, see like how how does everything look? Does the tire look like it's has air in it? 
Do you hear the obvious hissing of your tire? Are you thinking to yourself, are there snakes inside my tire? <laughs> oh no, not snakes in my tire. Or not is it again. leaking air? It's probably <laughs> leaking air. I, yeah. I'm going out on a limb here and I'm going to say that snakes inside of your tires is a rare occurrence. Okay, that's good. I was worried that I was going to have snakes in my tires. That would be so wacky if there was a snake in my... Snakes in my tires sounds like a Guns N' Roses <laughs> song for some reason. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like a great song title. <laughs> I got snakes in my I tires. I got snakes in my tires. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Snakes in my tires. Snakes in my tires. Yeah. <laughs> don't get snakes in your tires everybody it's a bad idea don't do it (laughs) you want to uh, listen to a voicemail (gasps) you move the voicemail ah will i wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore (laughs) is she call 911 This is a real question. I'm not joking around. I think this is from last week. Hey, oh, good okay. evening, John. Good evening, Carolyn. I uh, hope you good all evening. are well and having a fun time on the show. Oh, uh, thank you. Catch a little bit here at work and uh, uh, hear y'all talking about dreams and uh, dream symbology and whatnot. Oh, here I just want to kind of weigh in for a moment. Uh, I am a firm believer that every night we are dreaming as to whether or not it is your subconscious uh you know tapping into something higher and you know being downloaded information that could better yourself or just a manner of the uh, mental cpu trying to compress data files from throughout the day to store away uh, you know, there's a lot multiple angles on that um myself though there was probably about a good 10, almost 15 year period where I really was not dreaming or at least the ability to remember said dreams and stuff like that. Um, recently in the past couple months, I decided at night to try to reduce the amount of EMS fields that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so when I get home from work, I power off the router and unplug it because it's in my room and Put my laptop into sleep mode, airplane mode, turn off every signal out of my phone. And just within the past couple months alone of doing that, I've noticed that I'm actually dreaming and remembering uh, more regularly and more frequently. So something kind of fun right there about the uh, uh, amount of uh, electromagnetic fields interacting with the body while you sleep and uh, just trying to create a better life or better health for myself by reducing as much EMF as I can. So pretty fun. Uh, yeah, strangest dream I had recently, though. I flew out to my hometown in Southern California and got off the plane in LAX, heard my name get called. I turned around, didn't see anybody there, looked forward, and I was in the airport in Paris. Uh-huh. I start walking uh-huh. around Paris. Uh, a few people around, not that. really identifiable, no one in my range. I hear my name call. I turn around, look, turn back around, and I'm in another city. 
And it happened about five or six times of hearing something like my name being called, something going way off in the background. I'd turn around and I would be in a completely different city than I was before upon looking forward again. Crazy. Hope y'all have a great night. Take care. Enjoy the fall weather. Love you guys. Can't wait to, uh, looking forward to listening to the whole show tomorrow. In the smoker, everybody. Peace. In the smoker, Laren. Thank you, Laren. Thank you for the, for the call. I am my ancestor's wet dream. That was great, uh, great idea to turn off your router and turn off, turn off all the electromagnetic stuff out there. And not sleeping in the, in the in your in your bed with your phone next to you, I find that helps. Oh yeah, helps and me. that's what uh, JCD was talking about. Something similar on yes, he uh, was when he was on that device where um, uh, it's for your router. Oh, excuse me, for your router. Uh, yes, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head though, and I had forgotten. I knew there was something that I was wanting to ask him, and that was uh what he thought about my idea of a, a tuned Faraday cage for your house. What is a Faraday cage? What is that? It's is copper that- mesh that's grounded. Uh, and so the, and um, you, you can either put that on the inside of a box mm-hmm. and everything inside that box is protected by that copper mesh and won't, won't get hit by electromagnetic radiation so uh any any anything along that frequency range of emf so radio microwave onto the higher shit that would Mm -hmm. normally fry your electronics if it's grounded the copper mesh takes those signals and sends them to ground instead of letting them pass through you can do it in a box a chest you can do it in an entire building huh and um my idea was we we know it's public information, the frequencies they use for cell phone communication, mm-hmm. those microwave uh, uh, frequency ranges, um, as well as uh, UHF and VHF, which is ultra high frequency and very high frequency. Um, we know those frequency ranges. Uh, so if you were to take a frequency generator, which you can find ones that operate in those high frequency ranges like gigahertz ranges yeah uh you hook it up to your faraday cage pump that signal through the cage but you flip it 180 degrees out of phase and it's like a noise canceling device so you can filter out just those frequencies cool you know if you don't want 5g coming into your home or whatever yeah that sounds so handy in theory, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't. I'm not fully versed in uh, in that type of microwave communication shit, so I don't know what phase uh, these these frequencies are running at. You know. Yeah. So it might not work at all. It it might boost them. <laughs> and you don't have a Faraday <laughs> yeah. cage. You have a a microwave <laughs> signal booster. Yeah. <laughs> Which no. is the opposite of what we want. Yeah, it does sound like the opposite. Um, do we have more voicemails? Do Do you want to listen to another one? What if I told you no? <gasps> I wouldn't be oh. being truthful then. <laughs> well, leave me with a voicemail. Oh, I will. 
Hey, what's up, Hog? Oh, it's Laren again. Laren. Oh, hey. I don't know enough this time, but I can give you a bit on the show. That's not my call, dog. Oh, dear. Oh, devil. Oh, man. So you guys want to do a road trip, right? You want yes. to stay awake on the road trip? Oh, man, dude. If you're going to be road tripping with somebody, mm-hmm. um, make sure they're good in a car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Worse than being like locked up in a car mm-hmm. or truck or whatever you're driving with someone yeah. who like doesn't like to talk or doesn't <gasps> add to the weight of a situation or has a mm. attitude or doesn't yeah. like being on the road, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, so if you're going to be dri- road tripping with somebody else, make sure mm-hmm. it's a good company to road trip with. Yeah. If you're doing it on your own, ah, oh, man. I say um, coffee. Coffee, okay. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. And some good-ass music. Something that'll just, like, get you hyped yeah, up, keep you awake, mm-hmm. you know. Um, something that'll just get you, like, playing drums on the steering wheel and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't need no, like, some sleepy down tempo. Like, oh, we got Mozart. So no Radiohead. No. No. Blah, blah, blah. No, like, oh, yeah. In ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax, Yanni. You're going to, you know, be getting all road high while you're road tripping. Um, make sure it's a good sativa. Something that's like that keeps you up kind of strain. No, yeah. you don't need no uh, sleepy time, sleepy time, keep you glued in your couch. No, uh, you don't. Kind of strain if uh, you, know, you want a hot box dog or whip. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are my suggestions. Those are my thoughts. Have a great time in the smoker, hog. Love Thank y'all. you. Woo! Thanks, Laren. Thanks, Laren. Uh, I, uh, thank you. Uh, I like those tips, uh, it's especially, uh, I didn't, well, I'm not uh, driving with anybody, but, um, but it is important to, to drive with someone that, that, uh, that enjoys the trip as well and will join in sing-alongs. Now, are you, uh, do you like singing in the car? It depends on the situation. Um, so if I don't depend. need to be distracted, then no. Okay. But if okay. it's a place I'm familiar with or it's just easy easy flat driving then yes yeah. oh okay. yeah that's okay. a good way to keep morale up and all that get a good sing-along going and you know maybe maybe playing some some show tunes no no show tunes <laughs> not not at all or duets you want to do a little duet no 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 none of that none of that <laughs> Unless I was planning on murdering someone, <laughs> then I would play some show tunes. You play show tunes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, and then <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> But having someone in the passenger seat that knows how to read a map or yes. has the directions um, mm-hmm. is uh, astute enough to help you watch out for road signs, you know? Yeah. Remind you of where you need to turn and all that kind of shit. Or like, oh man, be careful. They're doing road work up here and all that kind of crap. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a, a, 
that is uh, important. I mean, you could be looking ahead, um, way ahead, but you know, you could easily miss a turn or a, a off ramp that you need to get onto, or or an on ramp, an on or off ramp. And someone wanna- that's going to make jokes with you, like road work ahead, is like, well, yeah. I sure hope the road work. <laughs> yeah yeah or like exactly. end road work you're like yeah i'm fucking end all other work too <laughs> protest i can get behind men at work <laughs> you know <laughs> and then you could be like well where where go back to australia have- guys because <laughs> they're an australian band that's true they are I, I've never seen Men at Work. Uh, I'm sure that's a great band to see. I doubt it. I don't know. That this is a man down under. Is that the song? I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I was never into <laughs> Men at Work, so. Oh, okay. My okay. uncle had given me a cassette of theirs. Yeah. And I, I remember popping it in. The first song came on, and I immediately popped it up. Oh, okay. I don't think they have that sign anymore. Like, they ever have that sign anymore? What, like, men at work? Men, yeah. I, maybe oh, no, they that's do. Like and an it's, old, it's like, and it accompanies do? a sign about traffic fines doubling when uh, workers yes. are present. Yes, yes. They've been doing a lot of road work around here. <laughs> ah, I guess it's that, that time where they are, like, getting it, getting it all done before. I guess. For the... Well, around like uh, in Canada, that's that's the case. They get all the road work done in the summer, um, so you know because won't be able to do it for the next uh, six months or so with the winter winter coming up. Let's do. Uh, we got an, uh, some. We got several voicemails. If you uh, whoa, let's do we another got one. Voicemails. Yeah. Well, hit me with a voicemail. Pick up the phone. Give them a call. Yeah, give us a call, 430-201-4841. Now let's pose a question that's closer to home. Yeah. Yeah, driving what tips, are your, driving tra- travel your, tips, that sort of thing. Travel tips, yes. 430-201-4841. Joe Biden said come, and most of them come with a phone number. I literally can, like, pick up a cell Here's phone with my Bloom. toes, dial. Adorable. Wham! Hi, this is uh, Sir Truck Driver. Hey, uh, saw oh, a hey. dude on uh, on uh, Mastodon there from uh, Sir Christopher Battles. All right, uh, about the travel tips. Um, yes, simple travel tip. Uh, make sure you know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> have an address. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the more important things, uh, especially with the upcoming winter, uh, upcoming winter uh, yes. check the weather. If you're going to be traveling across the north, you want to know whether there's weather, bad weather coming. Mm-hmm. Um, plan your fuel stops. You don't yes. want to get uh, somewhere and find out that there's no fuel. Uh, oh, especially no. if you're traveling in the western states where it can be 100 miles between fuel stops and you got a quarter a quarter of a tank of gas and you get somewhere and they haven't had a recent fill up since 1978 so oh, no. you got to make sure that the uh, gas that you're getting is a good place and get a, a modern facility don't pick the old places uh, oh, no. can't really think of anything else make sure you have toll money um, oh, I'm on the Oklahoma money. Tollway right now. 
Uh, so you got to make sure you got to have toll money if you don't have a toll tag. Toll tags are nice. Uh, that's pretty much about it. Well, look forward to hearing you guys' show later on tonight. Y'all have a good day. In the morning. Bye. Well, thanks, sir, truck driver. Yeah, thank you, sir, truck driver. Those are some great tips. And yeah, so there are some... So you the gas prices? Is that because of this conflict in Ukraine? Or is oh, sorry, that was not the clip I wanted. My bad. Those are those were some great tips, especially the the tolls, um, because sometimes uh, they'll oftentimes well, a lot of places they'll just take a photo of your driver's or your your license plate, mm. and then they'll they'll mail you a a bill and, and to to the well to where your plate is registered. Well, usually um, it's a government uh, issued thing, so it's more formal. They're going to mail you a William. Ah, yes. <laughs> Uh, give yourself a jazz thingy. I, I don't have it right Oh, don't mind here. if I do. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, does it run like on, on regular unleaded gasoline? Unfortunately, no. It requires something with a little more kick. Plutonium. See, I, I never thought about you could go to a, a gas station that would give you bad gas. Like, mm. I mean, I've heard of food that could give you bad gas. Yeah. But... You know, Usually not it's the a, food at a gas station. That's why. Uh, that's why they call it a gas station. Past gas. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, I was I was gonna tell you to give yourself another jazz thingy, but um. Oh wait. I'll do yeah, this. Give, jazz hands. I'll give you this one. Flatulence. There you go. Oh, okay. Get that one. <laughs> it's it's more formal, you know. I thought. <laughs> There's Shanetta. Yeah, there, those are some great t- and and of course the weather. Want to check your check the weather. Mm-hmm. That's that's important because some because uh, you know visibility uh, is important. Like I I mean I've driven through like snowstorms and like rainstorms because I just I just live dangerously like that. You know mm-hmm. as 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 you do, and it's good practice. You know just in case you have to. You have to drive through that. Die. <laughs> you don't know about the hundred year storm? No, I just said that. <laughs> well, you better learn about it because they say it's coming. They don't know when, but it's coming. <laughs> well, they say I have winter tires on and then I get all this extra confidence. It's this insane amount of confidence. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a part of it, you know? If if that didn't exist, maybe I maybe I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be doing Just that. Just tell yourself the they're not winter tires; they're death tires. <laughs> then you might drive more cautiously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's really, really funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> death tires. No, I don't want. I don't want. Man, more hot pockets. <laughs> but but thank you, uh, sir, truck driver. Um, do we? Do we, you said we had more voicemails? Uh, we do, but uh, you know we don't want to blow our voicemail load all at once. Oh, that that's true. That's true. You never never want to blow blow a load all at once. Um, I do have uh, some. Cl- no, because I- then I uh, would have to. Uh- hey, we got blue shirt there. Uh- oh yeah, I mean I've. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> Especially no. in the eye, you start screaming like that. It's no good. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I do have some uh, some clips, or yeah. do you have clips? I don't, I don't know. Do you have clips? I got I clips. I don't, don't want to assume um, that it. They are related to travel, in okay, a, in a way because it's about uh, the energy sources we use when it comes to traveling. Okay. And uh, these are this is taken from an older video from the '60s, the late '60s. So I found this on Periscope Films on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, no secret, I'm a, a fan of that channel, and mm-hmm. they they have posted some really informative stuff lately that kind of blew my mind because it's stuff that's not talked about, and these videos are posted without commentary, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're just sharing old archive footage you know that's in the public domain now uh but there's one i didn't clip it because it it really wasn't clippable that was talking about nasa making satellites mind you this is in the 60s satellites that were powered by nuclear uh reactors using uranium and Everybody talks about how impractical it is to power things uh, like that with nuclear energy. But these NASA satellites were generating electricity for the operation of the satellite with zero moving parts. Meaning it was Whoa. generating electricity with the uranium right there. All, all contained in a small unit the size of a car. And this was in the 60s. Now, why can't we do that shit now? Yeah, I, you I hear know. about nuclear reactors that eat their own waste that yeah instead of having to dispose dispose of a fuel rod that still is you know 60 percent uh, effective it's not effective enough for a nuclear power station but now they have those that that get it way way down to 10 20 percent of its uh, effective use and there's no reason to think we couldn't make it small enough to fit into a car to contain it to where it's safe and it's not going to melt down and mm-hmm. cause a uh, disaster. But it was the same with these satellites. And it was, that was very interesting. But the ones I did clip were also something that I was unaware of uh, as far as the means to, to get these uh, natural resources for energy production. And uh, let, me, let me find where I start with these clips. Uh, give me a second here. Okay. I want to say it's this one. Now, uh, like I said, this is an old old video. It's not from NASA. It's, uh, I forget what the title of it was, but uh, this intro clip should, should explain it. This was the world's first experiment using an atomic explosion for industrial purposes. This project of the Plowshare program received the name Gas Buggy. The place? New Mexico. Objective? To study the use of underground explosions in a gas-bearing formation to stimulate the flow and production of natural gas. What? So they're talking about fracking. Yeah. With nukes. Whoa. I'd never heard of that. I had always heard about new, uh, fracking where they pumped water with other um, liquids in there. Heavy, thick liquids like mud and sand mm-hmm. and salts. That kind of shit. And 
you know, uh, industrial waste to uh, fracture the rock and help get out the oil or natural gas. I had never heard of, or, or blasting with dynamite, but I had never heard of them using nuclear explosions Yeah. Uh, for fracking. No. Uh, so let's, let's continue. So that was talking about the, the first one they did, Project yeah. Gas Buggy. And uh, they'll talk more about it. In December 1967, a 26-kiloton nuclear device was detonated 4,240 feet underground. Cooperating on the project were the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, the El Paso Natural Gas Company, the Bureau of Mines of the U.S. Department of the Interior, and technical direction came from the University of California's Lawrence Radiation Laboratory. The gas buggy experiment showed that the nuclear detonation vaporized the surrounding rock, creating a giant cavity and fracturing the formation in all directions. In about one minute, the ceiling of the cavity collapsed, resulting in a rubble-filled chimney. Extensive fracturing through the gas-producing formation provided many new channels for the gas to flow to the wellbore. Estimates indicate that the gas flow was increased many times. In only a few months, Gas Buggy produced as much gas as nearby conventional wells had developed in years of production. Yeah, so it was supposedly cheaper than using nitroglycerin to... Yep, more, uh, it sounds more dangerous. Well, maybe it goes I mean, on. I don't know. It, it does, okay. it goes on. Um, if you are unaware of uh, natural gas and how it's trapped in rocks, I have this one. Natural okay. gas is found underground at depths ranging from a few hundred feet to several miles. To make natural gas available for consumption, a well has to be drilled to the rock formation containing the gas. These gas-bearing areas are often referred to as reservoirs, which leads some people to think that the natural gas, or oil, is gathered in caverns, but that is not the case. Natural gas occurs in rock that is frequently as solid as concrete. In this rock, the gas exists under tremendously high pressure in tiny spaces that may be invisible to the unaided eye. When a gas-bearing formation is tapped, the gas, under high pressure, flows to the well and rises to the surface. In some fields, the gas-bearing rock is highly porous, and the tiny channels between the pores permit a relatively free flow of the gas to the wellbore. However, great quantities of natural gas are also contained in very tight formations. The pathways connecting the spaces that hold the gas may be so narrow that the flow of gas is greatly reduced or cannot flow to the wellbore at all. Therefore, for many years, it was the practice to use nitroglycerin in these formations detonating it to cause cracks to stimulate the flow of gas to the wellbore and increase the total amount of gas recovered. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it's not just like in a, a open pocket. It's trapped within the rock, which is why you have to fracture it apart. Oh, I to see. To help it escape. Okay. And now they, they, of course, they discontinued this initiative, mainly due from pressures... Uh, from Congress, which makes me think that it really wasn't a concern for public safety 
more of a concern for their pocketbooks, that it might have been too effective, too cost efficient. And, and so members of Congress who are also invested in these oil companies were standing to lose some of their uh, profit. That's the way I think, because I don't trust Congress one single bit, and I don't think they work in our best interest and never have. So if they're against something, it's not for our benefit. It's for theirs. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, there, there is the obvious risk of contamination. With, oh, of course. Yeah. You're busting up all that rock and with and nukes, with nukes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's, there's actual fallout. Um, uh, well, it's underground. So the rock stops all that. The, the explosion oh. is contained. Like, um, I see that gas buggy one that was, uh, over 4,000 feet deep. So it was almost a mile. But wouldn't that like get into like aquifers? Ah, yeah. See, mm-hmm. that is one of the concerns. Uh, yeah. let me continue with this. So they, this guy is uh, continuing to talk about more uses for mm-hmm. these underground nuclear explosions. Atomic energy may be used not only in production, but also for storage of natural gas and oil. The flow of gas from the producing wells to the consumer is subject to considerable change due to the irregularity of demand. Therefore, storage facilities have to be provided near the consumer market to store the surplus gas when consumption is slower than production. But in winter or in other times of peak demand, surplus can be released to the users. Above ground storage is very expensive and often unattractive. Natural underground storage is already at capacity. Again, industry is looking to the plowshare program for the answer. A concept has been developed for using nuclear explosions to create underground storage reservoirs. Natural gas can be pumped under pressure into the chimney of broken rock, and large quantities could be further stored in cracks and fissures extending from the chimney. About 500 million cubic feet of gas could be stored under pressure in the void space created by a 25 kiloton explosion. Tremendous amounts of gas could be withdrawn from the chimney in a single day to meet peak demands. Enough to supply the heating requirements of thousands of homes and factories on the coldest day in winter. Okay, so there is that. But what do you do when that cavity is... uh contaminated by nuclear radiation from the explosion that i don't know mm-hmm. but one thing i found interesting was the other uses that they were uh, wanting they were proposing uh, with it not just storing underground natural gas but other things as well like this crude oil and other petroleum products could also be stored in a cavity deep below the earth created by a nuclear explosion Water, too, could be accumulated in similar cavities. Uh, what? And even wastes or harmful products could be safely disposed of deep underground in this way. That, I think, is the key. Mm. Uh, waste. Yeah. Industrial yeah. waste. That yeah. sort of thing. Um, which is why they use it now for hydraulic fracking. Uh, because they got to dispose of it somehow. That's why oil companies won't disclose what their fracking material is made of because it's all this bullshit from their factories that they uh, don't know what to do with. Don't want to tell us what they're doing with it. Uh, We're pumping it underground. 
Like you said, what if you contaminate an aquifer? I don't worry about I'm, that slave. Congress said it's uh, safe and effective. And I'm sure that, uh, I mean, there may be, maybe they have done that and just that nobody's talked about it. They, if they are still doing this, they <laughs> definitely aren't telling us. Mm. Um, but to me, it seems more, it does seem more effective for creating um, uh, fractured wells or, uh, you know, a fractured rock structure in order to to have an effective well, if you're not concerned with the nuclear contamination of the resource that's coming out of that well. Like if it's never going to um, come in direct contact with people, then you don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you're storing things underground, like water, what are you going to use the water for um, if it's contaminated with nuclear radiation? That I don't understand, and they didn't address. The other thing they talked about was oil shale, shale, and they mm-hmm. they still have a problem with that. How to effectively extract the oil from the rock? Um, and this was this was pretty informative. Again, even though it's from the '60s, it still has useful information in it. Oil shale, which does not contain liquid oil, is a most unusual soft rock that burns when it is heated to about 700 degrees Fahrenheit. It decomposes into liquid oil, similar to petroleum, gas, and a coal-like residue. Ah, I was unaware of that. Oh. About burning the oil shale and how you can get this residue, this coal-like residue, straight-up liquid oil, and natural gas. And it's funny, they call it natural gas, so people nowadays are like, well, it's a clean solution. Uh, against uh, petroleum and fossil fuels. Guess what, Jack Holes? Natural gas is a petroleum product. It is, yeah. It is. So, fuck off with all that kind of shit because it's the same process to extract the natural gas. Hate to burst your fucking uh, bubble, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and then, here's more. This is obviously, we're still talking about nukes and um, effective means to extract what's useful from the shale. Other studies in the Plowshare program will investigate how underground nuclear explosions can make the use of oil shale possible. Conventional production methods of oil shale encompass two phases. First, the mining. Secondly, the retorting. That is, the heating to decompose the shale to extract the crude petroleum. The atomic technique would eliminate the costly mining and above-ground retorting. The nuclear plan is to first fragment the oil shale underground with an atomic explosion, and then to heat it, decompose it, in place, thousands of feet underground. The crude oil, which drips out from the heated shale, would then be pumped to the surface. This method may, at long last, Permit the great energy locked in oil shale to be useful to man. See, that's interesting. A lot of the, with nukes, a lot of that work would all be done by the explosion itself. Ooh, I got a boost. I'm going to come. Ooh. Ooh. Look at that. It's Bully Steed. Driving tip number one. Use your turn signal to telegraph your intentions. In 2022, (laughs) telepathy is extra. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Bully 3,333 sets. <laughs> but yes, uh, 
in that nuclear explosion with the oil shale, it does it does all the heavy lifting for you. You don't have to mine the shale, bring it up, and and do the uh, do the extraction above ground. Like put it put it in a factory, heat it up, get the oil out, get the gas out, mm-hmm. and then dispose of the coal. The the explosion does that to where then all you do, and we have these drilling techniques where you drill down and then you drill over and underneath the cavity the nuke created and just pump the oil out from the bottom and extract oh, the gas out from the top. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. So it takes a lot of the... Um, takes like, a lot of the hard work out of it. Yeah, yeah. The work that creates um, carbon dioxide emissions that everybody's so fucking scared about. Hmm. And here's another one. This is another interesting uh, procedure, and it's got nothing to do with uh, oil or natural natural gas, but another resource we continue to lo- to use a lot of. The ever-increasing demand for copper, especially in communications, brought together two technologies, the old art of the leaching of copper and atomic age underground explosions, all adding up to the creation of vast new mineral resources. Leaching is the process of extracting minerals from an ore by dissolving them in a solvent, then removing the mineral-filled solvent from the undissolved materials. And so what he means by solvent is an acid. Use an acid to dissolve the rock. And um, the copper dissolves with it, but is is part of this acid solution. And then you can chemically extract the copper from that acid solution. And... um, and then spin it into wire or whatever you need to do. So I'll, I'll back it up, keep playing. ...from an ore by dissolving them in a solvent, then removing the mineral-filled solvent from the undissolved materials. Later, the solvent is processed and the minerals are recovered. As the demand for copper and minerals increases, marginal mineral sources have to be used. The Plowshare program is pointing to a way to use marginal sources in its project Sloop, being developed in association project with Sloop. the Kennecott Copper mm-hmm. Corporation. The first step is again the underground explosion. In a marginal copper ore body, the leaching would be performed underground. The ore is not brought to the surface. The leaching solvent runs through the broken ore, dissolving the copper. The copper-bearing solvent solution gathers at the bottom of the chimney of the fractured rock. This solution is pumped to the surface, where the copper is separated out of the solution. This nuclear technique may apply to a wide range of mineral resources in the future. Mm. Do you have some kind of uh, uh, graph or... I want to see it. I want to see what I'm looking at. Uh, For what? Uh, I guess, like, what he's describing? I don't know. Oh. Maybe I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to picture how this works. That's, that's my, that's where I'm at. Oh, okay. Well, it was kind of like with the oil shale, whenever, whenever you fracture the rock, you pump the solvent down there, it dissolves the rock and the copper, and then, um, then you, you drill, uh, a borehole down beside the initial one that had the nuke 
Okay. And it goes to the bottom side of that cavity and pumps out the liquid from the bottom and brings it to the surface. And Oh, so it kind of makes like a, uh, just like a U-shape from one? Mm, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And they've, okay. they've had these drilling techniques for a long time as far as um, being able to drill sideways. I have no experience in and drilling. I, well, just so I, I don't I have any direct uh, experience myself either. <laughs> oh, okay. Other than, like, you know, just sticking a drill up to the ground and being like, ha ha. Hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> but no, uh, there are no graphs from this video, really. Oh, okay. Sorry to say, um, I'm kind of like looking through here other than, um, other than maybe this one. Let's see. I can take a screenshot and save it and then drop it into the chat. So let's just find wherever my computer decided to save it. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you showed me, uh, there we go. So this is about it really. Okay. Something like that. Oh, I see. Okay. There's no graphing in baseball. <laughs> but so with this green thing is like I guess that's where the nuke was. I guess no, the green where... the green indicates the uh, the copper solvent solution inside that cavity created by the nuke. The green lines are the new uh, uh, drill holes to extract that liquid from inside the cavity. Oh, okay. And then it feeds back out. Up to, to the surface. Up to the surface. Okay. Mm hmm Yeah, sometimes I got to see it, and then it's better. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's try it this way, then. Um, okay. Let's do this. Uh, now you can see the surface, but it's, it's pretty much the okay. same picture. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's better. Okay. But again, this was all hypothetical stuff. I don't, I don't think they actually did any of this. No. It got shut down by Congress, by greedy assholes. Uh, like I said, it does pose a problem when people have to come in contact with what was extracted from these from these cavities created by the nuke. But if people don't have yeah. to come in contact with it, there's no problem. Well, I mean, how could they not really? Like, I mean, wouldn't it go out into the into the air and like? If no, none of it's all contained. We, I mean, even in the '60s, we had a ton of things that were automated. And self-contained. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, but they did talk about safety precautions, so here's, here you go. Because these explosions produce radioactivity, safety precautions by radiation monitoring and analysis of weather conditions are assured before underground nuclear explosions are executed in areas where little damage to structures can occur from ground motion. Inasmuch as the explosions occur deep down in the earth, there is no release of radioactivity to the air. Thousands of feet of rock act as a protective shield. Constant monitoring detects unlikely radiation leakage through well bores and instrument pipes, or possible pollution of subterranean water. See? Hmm. But that's funny, because they were. he also talked about storing water down there. Yeah, yeah. But okay. And uh, and part of what Congress had said when they when they wanted to stop and they did stop this project was the um the the seismic effects from 
exploding a nuke underground, you know, would cause damage to existing wells within the vicinity. Like the, uh, the seismic pressure waves might collapse a well or something, cause damage to, to houses on the surface or anything like that. But that doesn't seem to be much concern now because you can you can easily find so many stories about fracking causing earthquakes in areas where earthquakes previously didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or causing sinkholes, all sorts of stuff like that. So Congress isn't bitching anymore. Why? Oh, because they're profiting. That's why. And in this this area that I live in, on average, you would have maybe five earthquakes a year and all of them would be under two on the scale, uh, the Richter scale. I don't know what the fuck the new scale they use means, but there's a new scale. Yeah. And it's been in place for a long time. Uh, oh. and it's all like relative bullshit instead of actual like measurements. Um, Oh, okay. But in the days of the Richter scale, you know, a two, there's like no damage and you didn't feel it really. Um, but there were, we'd go on average from, Five earthquakes a year. And they were all small and unfelt. Now, we have over 500 earthquakes a year. And some of them can be felt on the surface. And do cause damage. Minor damage. They're not like shakers that bring buildings down. But they break windows. They cause siding to fall off the side of a house. That sort of thing. They cause cracks in the roadways. And they're fine with that. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, no, it's all totally normal. No, it's not. Going from five earthquakes to 500 earthquakes is not normal. That's no natural process. This area isn't on a fault line. They're making new fault lines is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Especially if you continually frack in the same area over and over. Oh, yeah. Then the earth. I wonder what what caught like um, like if uh, like the earth kind of gets used to it and then it's like oh i'm supposed to be moving around right now i don't know it's it, that sounded dumb um i, I kind of see what you're talking about you though. know what i mean like it's it's kind of like your your body uh it, i think of it like your body like you know you you know you move your arm in a certain way uh, or you know you sleep on your arm and it's like and then you do it all the time um, well, the way I think like of it, natural, like, oh, I, I got guess. a boost. I'm going to come. Oh, we got a boost. And it's, it's silly. Anyway, uh, but but you, what, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> a bully steed with a teased for 333 sets. Test. Thank you. Successful. Yes. Success. Uh, the way I uh, here, this area has a lot of clay. And okay. I'm no seismologist or geologist, but I do know the nature of clay. You can just look at it. It absorbs shock. And so it's a natural cushion. Well, the clay can fall into these these cracks and fissures that they're creating, uh, taking away part of that extra cushion. So then seismic waves from elsewhere travel more easily through the rock and the ground when there's less clay to absorb it. That's the way I'm thinking. I could be totally wrong because, like I said, I'm not a geologist or seismologist. Mm. Um, but speaking of uh, geology and geography, uh, one last clip. And this was their uh, 
Ooh, I got a boost. I'm going to come. Ooh. Ooh. Dirty Jersey whore came in. Yeah. With a... Go the speed limit. Use your damn turn indicators. Put down your stupid phone. Y'all be good. (laughs) It's 19,760 sets. Well, thank you, Dirty Jersey whore. That's great. (laughs) 1976, I'm guessing, is uh, the point of that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. In the good old days. Now, um, (laughs) this last clip, this was... (laughs) This was looking, uh, I guess, farther into the future and like big plans with what they could do with nukes in the ground. Oh, yeah. In another part of the versatile plowshare program, nuclear explosions less deep underground are conducted with similar attention to public safety. Plans are being studied for geographical engineering. Uh-huh. Nuclear explosions for the fast economic creation of mountain passes, harbors, water management, surface mining, and others. And perhaps even a new sea-level canal across Panama. Experts believe these ambitious plans will gain reality in the 1970s, using special explosives and special emplacement techniques to minimize radioactivity, reducing and trapping most of it safely underground. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they didn't get there. I thought that was interesting. Like, you're worried about water contamination, then you're talking about <laughs> making fucking harbors? <laughs> or just an all-new canal for uh, uh, water travel with nukes. <laughs> now with nukes. Yeah. Yeah. We used a nuke to open up this passageway to the fucking ocean. And why do our fish have so many eyes? Now it's, it's, they can see better. I guess the, the power of eyes. nukes all enabling fish, fish see to better. see all around them now. <laughs> They've got eyeballs on their dorsal fins. It'll save them from the sharks that are going to eat it them. It will. But now we have sharks <laughs> with extra eyes as well and the ability to shoot freaking laser beams from their freaking foreheads <laughs> as well as lightning bolts from their tails. <laughs> we have entered the atomic age. The Atomic Age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if they could figure out a way to, to mitigate the the nuclear contamination, the radioactive contamination, then yeah, it would be uh, a very cost-effective way to do a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. But when you don't have Congress on your side and they're not pumping uh, ass loads of our tax money into a project, uh, mm-hmm. what you going to do? These companies aren't going to spend their profits on research. No. (laughs) No. Which is why we don't have nuclear-powered cars. And things like... Kind of like in Back to the Future. Where... um, At the end of the first movie, when when Doc Brown comes back... You know, and he's got that Mr. Fusion on the back of it. Oh, okay. uh, It it was a joke, like the Mr. Coffee. You know? Mm -hmm. Made instant coffee. It's made a, it was like an instant nuclear fusion reactor, meaning it's slamming particles together to create the nuclear energy. Uh, realistically, it would be a Mr. Fission, where it's pulling atom, atoms apart and breaking that atomic bond is what's giving you the energy. And, and then you're left with just the, the waste product, which you can heat it up, fission it apart, until there's barely anything left <clears throat> other than the useless base elements. 
but it could all be contained. And what we use nuclear power for today is what we use water power for, hydraulic power, uh, hydrodynamic power, I guess. Uh, and that's to um, heat up water, you know, to create steam to power things or to generate electricity. And everybody wants an electric car and everybody claims to want a clean, effective means of generating the electricity for that car. Yeah. But they're still under the premise that uh, nuclear power is, is dangerous. And it can be if you've got idiots manning your power stations that don't pay attention to warning lights, that ignore shit like that, that run the thing too hot or whatever the causes of these various cases are. Yeah. It's all, it's not, it's not the nuclear power plant's fault. It wasn't the people who built it. It wasn't their fault. It was the people that were running it. Those are the people that are at fault. That's why these disasters like Fukushima, Fukushima, Three Mile Island, uh, Mm -hmm. Chernobyl. That's why all that shit happened was user error. Yeah. Not the technology itself. But do you think that's why there's so few of those uh, disasters, nuclear disasters? Well, that and there's so few um, of the plants themselves. Oh, compared that's true to too. Yeah. conventional power plants that use coal or mm-hmm. water. Yeah. Um, and I do believe that all goes back to uh, profit and Congress, because the major corporations that have enough money to do this sort of research and make these things don't want to cut in their profit margin. You know, mm-hmm. so why would they put money into a technology that's going to be so effective that it powers something for hundreds of years without needing to be replaced when they are reliant on us uh, purchasing something every day like gasoline or oil in general or even natural gas? Like that's a steady stream of income because we constantly have to replenish the fuel source for these things but if you have a fuel source that doesn't need to be replenished you buy it once and you're done all their profit goes out the window and they're not in the business of in like bettering society or anything they're in the business to make money and congress isn't there to uh protect us or or any of that bullshit they say they're there for like, yeah, they're there for interstate commerce as long as they fucking share in the profits for it. If they don't share in the profits for interstate commerce, they'll shut it down in a heartbeat. And they do. That's why they don't like fucking uh, uh, the weed sales and all that stuff. That's why they were they were uh, confiscating the money from from transactions where you had to drive to a bank to deposit your cash from your dispensary. Because Congress couldn't figure out a way to profit from it. Which is why they're never going to just straight up legalize that shit the normal realistic way of just taking a pin and scratching it out where you're like all right so this isn't a controlled substance anymore (laughs) done no they're gonna write some new complicated bill blah 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 yeah and then they're like it's legalized no the fuck it isn't you just it's a simple one line uh thing you pass that goes you know that essentially negates what you said before you reference back to that section of law and then you're like it's now null and void done legalized simple but they've got to have a complicated bill to make sure all them and their buddies fucking profit from it and so that's why you're never going to have 
a futuristic nuclear-powered car. Could you fucking imagine a car where mm -hmm. you buy the vehicle yeah. and you never have to fill it up? Yeah, or charge it or, any or of that anything. Or anything. You yeah, just buy yeah. a car and you fucking drive it. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. No, um, I, I think that would. No one would win. The the other people wouldn't win. Well, we would win. Yeah, yeah, but we, everybody we has can't to win. win. According to them, they don't want us to win. No, which no, is why they're not. pushing these bullshit electric cars that are essentially grown up toys. They are, yeah, because you've got you've got minimal um, driving range on these things. You know, a few hundred miles at best. Okay. And with a minimal amount of recharging stations. So they're tethering you to your hometown or whatever city you live in. They're tethering you to a city. Yeah. To make sure that you can't travel too far. Because what comes with travel is human interaction. What comes with human interaction? The exchange of ideas. And what yeah. comes with the exchange of ideas? Danger. <laughs> danger to the powers that be so yeah the, you're never gonna have a vehicle like that that runs on nuclear fission where you if you did had to fill it up you're yeah. you're putting your garbage from your home in it because a lot of how so well a lot of plants bananas um yeah. other other plants that we consume on a daily basis are radioactive oh yeah yeah and you don't even need a radioactive substance to Get nuclear power from it. When you heat it up enough to break the nuclear bonds that hold the atoms together, mm -hmm. that releases energy. And as long as the energy release is more than the energy put in to it in order to release it, you have a net gain. And therefore, it's useful. If we figured out a way to just break any old item down to break the the nuclear bonds to release that energy. If we do that in an effective way, we have an effective fuel source. Yeah. Could you imagine you don't have to go to a dump? You don't have to fill up a, a fucking giant hole in the ground with yeah. all this trash. Um, yeah. and they're saying, well, no, out of sight, out of mind. I'm doing my job. No, <laughs> you put your trash in your fucking car's nuclear fission reactor. It burns it and creates energy to power your electric car. Because that's all you're doing anyway with the nuclear reactor is making electricity. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you don't need gasoline. You don't need any of that bullshit. There's a minimal amount of moving parts. And uh, you can... Would it be similar in that uh, if it caught on fire, like it would just have to burn just like electric cars? That's with the batteries. Oh, so the... So so I guess the the nuclear-powered car would have a battery. No, you wouldn't need one would because the power station, the power supply is the nuclear reactor. Oh, okay. Yeah, the battery is just a storage device like a middleman from the power station to your electric motors. And the nuclear reactor wouldn't catch on, it couldn't catch on fire. I mean, unless there was some, well, they, something. Like they melt down because of the nuclear fuel source, the uranium, Oh. the plutonium. Like oh. in a power station, that fuel, those fuel rods are submerged in water and that, so they heat up and they heat up the water, it creates steam, and that steam rises and turns turbines that turn a generator that produces the electricity. But when you oh. when you allow the water level to get too low, then it yeah. exposes the, the core, those nuclear fuel rods, and then, because they're not being cooled by water, they start yeah. really heating up. 
Oh, okay. and that causes a chain reaction to get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. But if yeah. you don't, uh, and that's that's nuclear fission, where the ra- the material itself, the uranium, is radioactive, meaning it is losing atoms, and um, so that's the dangerous part. But if you're taking normal everyday inert household items, mm-hmm. if you if you stop the the source that heats them up to break them down then yeah. they're not just going to keep burning and burning and burning like uranium. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be ash and partially burned material, you know? Hmm. That's why that's why it would make more sense to do it that way. Now, a nuclear bomb, you know, that's a fusion device. That's where they're cramming atoms together really fast and hard mm-hmm. to make a new element, and then it's unstable, so it creates a chain reaction and just... Blah, oops, sorry. And it hits my microphone cable. Just... Blah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're ripping atoms apart and using that energy to uh, power something, mm-hmm. I mean, you can even do it with, I don't want to say it too loud, that way General Electric doesn't hear me. You can even do it with water. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You break the bonds that hold the hydrogen and the oxygen together. Yeah. Boom. Power source. Ah. You ever been on a lake? You've been on a lake. Yeah. You've been on a lake with high-speed watercraft yes you know what a rooster tail is that forms behind no. those high-speed watercraft oh is that what that's called yeah where it shoots that water up it's like a rooster tail it's like a big arc of water yeah so if you notice when they're at a low speed mm-hmm. it's there's nothing there you get turbulence from the uh the propeller and all that but it's not shooting way up in the air it only mm-hmm. starts shooting up in the air after the boat goes a certain speed and the propeller spinning at a certain speed. Uh, and then suddenly you get this rooster tail, but that's not caused from the turbulence of the boat of the, the boat and the propeller. Yeah. That's caused from the propeller spinning so fast. It's breaking apart the water molecules. Oh, and that energy from the water molecules breaking apart is sending other water molecules out and up into the air. So, you're seeing an example of how water can be used as a power source right there in everyday use. Mm. But don't pay too much attention to that because you might start thinking, hmm, it could, it could be easy and effective to turn water into a fuel source. Maybe I, I get a degree in some sort of science and make that happen. <laughs> Maybe I wind up dead in an alley from a robbery, but the robber didn't steal any of my belongings and just murdered me. Hmm. Maybe I suicide myself by uh, shooting a twenty-two pistol twice into the back of my head. Well, don't do because that. Because I was uh, trying to develop a means to to make water a fuel source. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Because I started paying attention and realized it might be easier than what they want us to think. <laughs> so easy, so so easy. Yeah, it's just like that book, Everybody Harrison Bergeron. Do don't think too hard, or else they're gonna like. You know, send those high-frequency uh, sound waves out to uh, distract you and make you stop thinking. We oh. can't have you being smarter than everyone else around you, slave. No. We can't have you, like, inventing something that that empowers people and, and makes humanity better and actually stops polluting the earth and all that bullshit. Yeah. Because that's not profitable, dummy. <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah, really. No, you want customers for life, not one-time customers, dummy. (laughs) Oh, you're so dumb. But anyway, 
Rant complete. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I, I didn't realize that there was such a thing as or an idea of nuclear cars. Nuclear it could be. Powered cars. I mean, any idea. We can have any ideas we want. That's the crazy thing about having a brain that functions. You are That's free true. to use it. And for the moment, nobody can control your thoughts and keep you from imagining all sorts of possibilities. That's a good point. But hey, it's okay. 917, and uh, we want to give the, the guys at Behind the Schemes as lavish and booberry. Yeah. Their much deserved time on the No Agenda stream. We love those guys. Yeah, we love those too. guys. Yeah, booberry, lavish, booberry. Love your outfit. Looking oh, he good. is so fashionable, that motherfucker. So, I so I wore my behind the scheme shirt the other day. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, um. Well, hello, Pizzamo. How you doing? What's new, Pussycat? And lavish, looking good. He's always looking good. Out. That stylish I'm, motherfucker. That suave debonair. Debonair, dude. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, he's he's great. They're both great. It's quite lavish. Behind the yeah. schemes is great. Indeed. And so badradio.live. Exactly. Yeah. So we're Check gonna get off the no agenda stream here. Let them take over. Uh if you still are listening to Hog Story though, join us on the Hog Story stream, hogstory.net slash stream. And uh take it away. Lavish and blueberry. There we go. And we're there still we here. And cool. so you want to listen to voicemails? Yeah, hit me with a voicemail. Ew. Oh, I will. Um, We're what you call experts. Oh, yeah. We are. We are. Yeah. And then now she's peeing. Oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> this is why we don't go into tapes. What? Call me if you want to live. I'm on speed dial, too. Hey, I'm, hey. Uh, I'm on the road again. On the road again. I'm on the road again. Ah, uh, beach to it. No. <laughs> just can't wait. To, or, uh, just can't stand being on the road again. Slapping hose again. Trying to offend. There's a bunch of assholes in Michigan. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, my traveling tips. Uh, yeah, that song kind of went with the traveling tips. Anyway, it um, did. The uh, best that I can say is comfort. Uh, you know, if you got, if you got any like elastic waisted pants, ah, oh. shorts, oh. especially if it's a warm climate. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, basketball shorts. It's a warming climate. Uh, basketball. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, comfort on the feet too. I don't like. What a come I, on uh, your what? Drive <laughs> a lot without shoes on. Uh, that's a good not point. Not comfortable te- shoes. Not technically locally, but uh, <laughs> I drive a lot uh, long distance. I'll uh, take the shoes off. Uh, <gasps> so a lot of times in the summer, I wear flip flops on those uh, long traveling uh, uh, trips. I did uh, mm. last week uh, went to my nephew's wedding. We did 
like 500 miles across Michigan uh, traveling. So uh, get, get to know your cruise control. If you're pretty certain all cars have cruise control by now. Um, oh, yeah. Cruise control is great. Get to know it because it's enjoyable. Uh, and, you know, you can accelerate and decelerate all with the push of a button right there. Uh, oh, once yeah. you get used to it because sometimes they're weird. You go and hit the accelerate and things like, ah! like that. Like, you like, yeah. drop, like, uh, <laughs> Does it just highway. like that? So just get, get to know uh, your uh, cruise control. I think it saves you gas, too, because you're, like, not accelerating, decelerating, all that. Uh, and it's going up and down hills. Uh, so, yeah. Cruise control, comfort, flip-flops. Oh, smoke. yeah. In the smoker. I like those ideas. Uh, I, you know, I never, um, I don't like wearing uh, like like flip flops or like open toed shoes when I'm driving. Like I, I, uh, I, do. I don't know why. You, you like that? Oh yeah, no, I You're do. Driving? I wear flip flops all the time when it's nice outside. I, oh, I do okay. not care. I, uh, I like it. And I've always heard like, oh, you're not supposed to drive barefoot. It's illegal to drive barefoot. It's not. It is legal in all 50 states to drive barefoot Mm -hmm. i guess it's just a comfort thing i don't know i don't know if it's like i never thought of it like legal or not i just i just i I kind of i mean it's not like i haven't driven with like open-toed shoes before but it's i i just don't i'm not i don't get comfortable like i need to wear like really shoes well if you have like high heels or heavy boots or anything like that it's actually better to take them off before you start driving just oh, drive yeah, in your true. socks. The yeah, the yeah. thing that's dangerous is when you take off your shoes and you leave them there in your driver's side floorboard. Oh yeah, then that's silly. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, because they're gonna get caught that's... under your pedals. Yeah, you don't want them caught uh, caught under your pedals. Yeah, it's not yeah. a good idea. So, no, no. But thanks, NetNet. It is important to be comfortable when you're driving. Yeah, I like the pants idea. That's yeah. yeah. You wear basketball shorts, or you know, like just something comfortable that you could just wear, and you're not uh, constricted. I I like that idea. Yeah. Those are great tips. I'm enjoying this. He left us another voicemail. Oh, he moved the voicemail. Uh, I'm calling back because uh, yeah, you are. Well, I told you before, I'm driving. Um. <laughs> There's a, the moon is full. Oh. It's like bright. Oh, oh there's a cop. Um, Hello. <laughs> and uh, bright, <laughs> bright orange uh, moon. Cop, there's somebody yes. pulled over. Oh, so, oh yeah. Oh, um, red and blues. Anyways, uh, it's a bright orange moon. And then uh, the golden butthole, which uh, I've discussed with you guys before. Uh, yes. In Sterling yes. Heights, Michigan. If, uh, if you want to Google that, uh, anybody uh-huh. listening. Golden butthole of uh, certain Sterling Heights, Michigan. They have the butthole illuminated orange. So, uh, oh, somebody's been rough on the golden butthole. Turned it orange. Uh, ah. Oh well, then they've been tanning their asshole. Is what they've been doing. I, th- I think so. I agree. Orange hole bad. I thought. <laughs> but what do I know? It was a full moon. Um, it was actually yesterday, <clears throat> which is, is why was? on the. Sunday morning, two-hour folk hour, there was a uh, presentation in its entirety of a group called Poor Man's Whiskey playing what they called the Dark Side of the Moonshine, 
which was a bluegrass version of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon from front to back. <laughs> nice. Was, that's is they did such a good fucking job with that. Um they they made the songs their own, but they yeah. were still obviously Pink Floyd songs. Uh mm -hmm. and then they have on a projection screen behind the band The Wizard of Oz playing. Yeah. And then each member of the band is a character from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and it's good. And it's presented as Dark Side of the Moon should be, uh, just continuous from beginning to end. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how to that's how to listen to that album. Yeah, because those songs flow together. They're banded together, so it's not like you can just pick a song and then play it because it goes right into the next song. What are you going to do? Stop it? What are you going to listen to us and them and not listen to any color you like? And then yeah, brain damage gonna... and then eclipse? Like, what are you going to yeah, do? How, how, are you, how are you ever going to get to any color you like? You just can't. I simply can't. Yep. It's just not how Why the, how should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You've got to go sometime. Wow. That, that album's going to... Oh, it was recorded May 31st, 1972. I, I was born on May 31st. What do you know? Not, not in 1972, but um, uh, that's... Wow, so it's been 50 years. So they had... This album's 50 years old. Oh, yeah. They came out with a whole big thing about you know the 50th anniversary. They, they even did the question cards. So what Roger Waters did was he had these question cards in, in Abbey Road Studio, like on a music stand. And he yeah. invited people in that were working at Abbey Road um, and, and were just around and um, invited them in and didn't say anything to them. They just saw the question cards and answered the question into a microphone <laughs> like this. If you give them a quick sh short, sharp shock, they don't do it again. Dig it. I mean, he got off light because I could have given him a thrash, you know, only hit him once. There's only a difference of right and wrong, isn't it? I mean, good manners don't cost nothing, do they? Hey, <laughs> if I participate in this fucking effort, I hope I'm going to get my gold disc at the end of it. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, that's what they were doing. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, which one is this? Oh, wrong one. Sorry, my bad. It's a muscle, dumbass. Oh, <laughs> that was not it. Not it at all. Uh, oh, sorry. I thought I had uh, clips. Oh, but I, oh, okay. Apparently, I apparently do not. Um, was it this? Maybe. Well, I think I jinxed myself. Nope. <laughs> I think I jinxed myself. Maybe I did. I must have. Oh, oh I didn't save. Oh. Oh, right. I didn't save. Oh. Oh, dear. Well, bugger. It's like I uh, recorded a lot of bullshit, but not the stuff I intended on recording. You know? Oh. You know, you ever do that? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. To a layman, but to me, it rings inevitable. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not it either. Darn. What would I have done with all those clips? Clearly not save them. Uh you wanna not. you wanna play yours? Oh yeah. Um I just really had just like driving tips. Ooh. I mean we don't have to go through all of them. Or do we? Or maybe we do. I, I think they're they're pretty good. I the, believe you. The, 
the guy who was doing these tips, he was driving through uh, somewhere in Toronto. I could tell. I was I was looking behind him. It's probably the west end of uh, Toronto. And uh, looked looked like it was kind of downtown ish. He's going through a tunnel, so I think it was downtown. Um, so he had uh, eight driving tips, and uh, I thought they were they were pretty good. We we covered a few of them, um, but uh, I th I think we could we could uh, riff on a couple of them. Um, yeah, just uh, let's play clip one. Oh, okay. If you're going on a long drive, I'm going, to give, I'm going to be going over eight simple tips that will help you with that road trip. These are road trip tips. Let's get right into it. See, he's going to get right into it. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Right into it. All right. It. Right into it. Okay. So then, so, so I like, I like clip two. We, we were talking about this earlier, but I like clip two. Okay. The first tip is to check your car before you leave. Now, it's very important because you think that your car is in perfect condition. And then when you check it, sometimes you notice uh, an unfortunate surprise. You don't want an unfortunate surprise. I like how he pointed that out. Like in the event, of, you know, of an unfortunate surprise, you wouldn't know unless you check your car. So you just want to like go a little, little look through, you know, see what's up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then handy. it is handy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a, a clip three kind of goes into what clip uh, two was about. Um, but yeah, clip three. And secondly, you want to check the maintenance of the car. Look at the tire pressure. Make sure there's no leaks. Make sure everything that looks like it is working is working properly. Yeah. You want things working properly. Totally. Oh, for sure. I, th I think that's important. And we were talking about that earlier, like tire pressure is really important. Um, and then uh, clip clip four. Uh, we, uh, I didn't hear anybody in the voicemail. We didn't talk about this, but I thought clip four was a great tip. Um, and, and I think it's overlooked. The second tip is to clean your car before you leave. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I am not a super organized person, but if I was going to be spending many hours in a car, I would want it to be fairly clean. It doesn't mean that you have to go and make it spotless. It just means, you know, give your car a wash. Just do it, do it justice and give it a wash. Vacuum up any crumbs. Get rid of any like water bottles and wrappers and anything like that that's lying around in the car. Just give it a good cleaning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, mostly, like, you don't, like, got any bottles, like, rattling around either. You know, and, like, you have, like, an empty, like, you know, water bottle, like, in your drive, in the passenger seat. And it's, like, and you, you keep not throwing it out. And it's, like, it's still there. And it's, like, oh, it's still there, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I better throw that out. And it's just, like, it's rattling around in the, in the front seat. That can be irritating. Um, so... I, I like I like that tip, and then it and then it smells good, and then you smell good. Smell as good as the car. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. Okay. So I and then a clip uh clip five up. Uh, uh, some people had had did did mention uh, this tip. I I do like it. Uh, uh clip five. Mm. The third road trip tip is to plan out your route. Now, I know that part of a road trip is like, hey, let's just drive. Let's just drive, man. Let's just drive. I've been there. I've done that. And it's gone decently, but it would go much better if I'd planned out the route that I was going to take. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just 
having a planned route. I think that's that's good. Um, I think it was Sir uh, Truck Driver mentioned you want to know where you're going. I think that's that's similar. Um, and then and then uh, clip six it talks about like you know you you know you want to make stops. Um, but I, I I liked I liked his idea. Uh, clip six. Moving forward to the fourth road trip tip, and that's going to be plan out your stops. Now, once again, you don't have to plan out every stop. You don't have to plan out like every gas stop, every food stop. You don't have to do that, but plan out your major stops. If you're taking a road trip and it's going to last for, let's say, 10 days, and you're stopping at a hotel each each night. You want to at least plan out where you're going to be stopping overnight. You don't have to plan out everything, but you want to at the bare minimum plan out where you're going to be stopping overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like your fuel consumption goes, like where you're going to get gas, where you're going to stop, like that sort of thing. Uh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. And Ned, I like Ned that pointed too. out too that uh, it's not illegal to finger a police officer, it's not <laughs> illegal to call them a fucking faggot. I did hear uh, Ned, Ned say that, yeah. Fuck off and get in your car. <laughs> and then I fingered him on the way out of okay. there. But I fingered him and hurt his feelings again. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a that was a, that was a good tip. And let's um, uh, well, let's not uh, play them all, but let's. Oh no, uh, no. Let's well, play some would, voicemails I'd... and see if we get some more tips. Okay, okay. Let's do it. Give okay. me the voicemail. Joe Biden said, come. And most of them come with a phone number. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do. They come with a phone number. And I thought I had a playlist. I do. Monday. Yeah, that's right. In the smoker. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Things I do to like stay awake. Um, I used to not like a long time ago. I used to not be able It'd be to fall, interesting. Or, uh, yeah, like be able to fall asleep at all when driving. But now, yeah, I've got an accident because of that. So, um, yeah, pretty bad. So, oh, anyway, yeah. it's definitely just like sleep, and it doesn't matter the time of day or something. If I'm tired, I'm tired, and uh, no bueno. So, uh, and it's been on, I don't know, last time I drove like more than, I don't know, three hour, three, four hour kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, actually, the wife and I found, well, found best for me is uh, comedy because podcasts, like I listen to podcasts all day long, every day, every day, when I'm like, I'm, you know, all the time. So those don't really keep me away from no offense to all y'all. Um, cause yeah. And music kind of the same. It just, I can tune it out. So comedy and preferably like something that like I haven't heard that stand up bit or something like that. So oh, yes. my wife and I like if I'm driving or something and I'm a little tired or something and don't want to make, have her drive or something. I'll just kind of turn on whatever, you know, and lately it's been like default some Jim, Jim Gaffigan stuff and whatnot. Cause I don't know. Kind of funny. And, <laughs> for both of us, so anyway, but uh, yeah, so comedy. Um, caffeine doesn't really do much for me to begin with, as far as waking up. It's just kind of routine and stuff like that. So, guess, guess it's a simple, short answer because I know sometimes I'll just even be driving home from work. I'm like, oh, a little long to like slap my face or whatnot, and 
or just like scream at the top of my lungs. You know, I should just call behind the schemes and do that when I'm feeling a little out. But, you know, then I'd be holding the phone or I'd get the garbage Bluetooth connection. So, anyway, this is just a lot of yapping. So, uh, we'll just end it here. But, all right. I love you guys. Stay dangerous. And, yeah, there's a dog barking. Not mine. And, uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, even though the dog's not doing it, not being respectful, but. <laughs> oh, thank you, Christopher Battles. I like that listening to comedy while you're driving. Yeah, there you go. Keep your spirits up. Ah, yeah. Yeah. You, you know how I like comedy. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. Ah. It'd be interesting to see exactly what four people could do if just given the equipment who didn't know anything about it, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like saying give a man a Les Paul guitar and he becomes Eric Clapton yeah. and it's not true and give a man an amplifier and a synthesizer and he doesn't become whoever he doesn't become us <laughs> that's great <laughs> he doesn't become us <laughs> that's true oh that's true oh, sure some of it yeah thanks Roger thanks Roger yeah I decided to dress hoarier for for you. I don't know why I hit that. <laughs> well, fuck him and his feelings. <laughs> and thank you, Christopher Battles. Yeah, thank you, Christopher Battles. Appreciate it. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Thank you for. I, I like that idea. That's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use that. Thank you for get coming, a, Christopher. Get get some serious comedy albums going on. Oh yeah, definitely. On my, on, on my drive. Huh? Huh? <laughs> who, who likes it when drivers operate their vehicle correctly? Huh? <laughs> I love it. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> it is. How about uh, more voicemails? Oh, he moved the voicemail. You're killing me. Next caller. Tom, next caller. You don't like it? Kiss my ass. You don't like it. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to stop calling the cops, dude. You're acting like a little child, okay? Hi, it's Vox. Hey, Being hey a Vox. Being road warrior, I feel eminently qualified to answer this question. Good. Excellent. Uh, my advice is pee before you leave, whether you yes. think you have to or not. Mm-hmm. Of course. Don't yes. drink very much of anything while you're on the road. And ladies, for heaven's sakes, if you're going to be traveling in some place like, say, New Mexico, Nevada, Wyoming, someplace where it's a gazillion miles between potty stops, take a funnel. You can buy one at the local hardware store or the local uh, auto parts store, just uh, uh, all-purpose funnels, about two, three bucks, and Mm -hmm. then you can pee standing up like a man. It's (laughs) so much easier, so much better, and yeah, uh, yeah, there's my tip for you. I love it. Oh, good one. No, that's a handy tip. And it's good for men, too. Uh, Have a funnel. It just makes peeing in the bottle a little easier. Yeah. I, you know what I have? I have road cones. Do you think road cones would work? On a giant ass bottle. Uh, like a little, I have like a little road cone. Yeah, but <laughs> not, like like a, compared, not like that giant one. I mean, one. compared to the neck of a bottle, a, a little road cone is still too big. 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, well I think I think I need to get like a a cat. A like, I don't. No, you, you yeah, get, I have to get a, a funnel. funnel. You can go like, to a, a <laughs> auto parts store and simply buy a funnel. You don't have to don't, finagle don't around like with fucking what. <laughs> All right. Well, um, in your free time, what you need to do is open up whatever search engine you use for the internet and simply search for funnels. So you can understand the uh, mechanics of a funnel and how they work. Okay. And you might be surprised with how simple they are. I was going to make espresso. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I I guess, you know. No, I was thinking. Well, I was thinking. You know, you don't want to. It's spilling. You know, like uh, I, yeah. That's I why guess, you place the funnel directly into a bottle. Like adding extra yeah. components, like a hose, is that's what's going to cause spillage. <laughs> I, I I guess I'm just concerned about the funnel moving around on the on well, the top you see, of the bottle. You're a human being, and you have these things called hands. But aren't I driving? I need two no, hands on the wheel. No, you stop. She said pee while standing up. Do you drive standing up, you psycho? What are you driving around, a chariot? Yeah, it's, you, you got those Ben-Hur uh, spikes on the side of your wheel spokes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got that I got that Honda chariot. I'm living, I don't know what the fuck Honda they do chari- in Canada. I mean, you might be standing on the back of a moose trying to pee into a funnel. That's all we do. That's how I we guess. do it. And like, well, I need a hose so I could direct it into the <laughs> the moose's mouth. <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess I have to. Yeah, so I'd stop the car and deal do this. Not oh, all right. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. like while you were driving, like it was just in a f- more efficient way of uh, relieving yourself than. It would be much harder for a, a female to pee while driving unless you were you're doing that uh, psychopath astronaut maneuver and just wearing adult diapers. Oh, that doesn't seem like really sanitary. I think that's how you get a yeast infection. Well, I mean, you would take it off at some point. You don't live in the diaper forever. I, I, w- I would hope you would change it. Yeah, that's what, I mean, I that's don't, what I don't typically know. parents what, do is they, they change is, the diaper, they dry off the baby and put a new that, one. And as an adult... You should know, like, you need to do the same if you were wearing a diaper. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. But what about, like, astronauts? Do astronauts know that? Well, the reference I was making was this lady that was making a long-distance drive. Yeah, I know the reference, but I, okay. I just, I'm just wondering, like, is, I, I mean, she, I know she wore that, but, but did she, did she change it? There's no, there's, there was no follow-up to that story about, about did she change it? Like, there she was nothing about that. She obviously changed it, yeah. Okay. She's not That's in jail. That's assuming a right. lot. No, it's not. Let's She's assume. not in jail in that diaper right now. That diaper was changed. Well that's, that's, well, that's good. I mean, oh, that's a, that's, I mean, she's in jail, but still, I mean, she changed diapers. So it's the happy ending. People are stupid. They're always thirsty, but they don't drink their own piss. I don't get it. If you, you just drink your own piss, I drink beer. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Do, do you want to hear more tips? Or do you have, um, do you, do we have more voicemails? Yeah, we do. If you see something, say nothing and drink to forget. Oh, and another thing. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Get together and there was so many minutes out and there was feta cheese on it. And yeah, I thought of you guys. 
And when we had the leftovers, I thought of that song again. So get some fed on there. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of us. I and like the uh, incorrect transcription of get some fat on there. <laughs> I like that. I like that as a show title. Uh, or a phrase that don't pace. Or a phrase that don't pay. We'll see. We'll look at it. We'll look yeah. at it after the we'll show. We'll make decisions. We'll make decisions. We'll make a choice and we'll stick with that choice. Oh, yeah. You're getting all robot Let me play a voicemail. Oh, hit me with the voicemail. I spent much of today on the phone. Some are using only their first names because they're concerned for their safety. Hey, I had to call in to correct the record because Carolyn's been given some pretty blatantly false misinformation tonight. Oh, no! And um, I just want to make sure that she is well prepared to uh, okay. take on this, uh, this drive. Um, so some general ground rules. Uh, yeah. Women are always going to be worth 10 more points than men in any age bracket. But there's been some changes as of late. I don't know if you got the updates or not. Um, but teenagers, both male and female, are yeah. worth 40 points. And uh, children under 12 are now increased up to 70 points. If you, if you want the big money ticket items, it's still going to yeah. be the geriatric 75 and up. Teenagers are dumb. Uh, those are now 100 points. And um, it really just, uh, you know, it's still the same setup with the, you know, the, the actual, like, presentation, as you would call it. Uh, some supplies that you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Let's actually, I have a, a shopping list here for you. Uh, two bags <laughs> of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered blotter acid, a salt shaker full of cocaine, uh, okay. A whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, lappers, um, a quart of tequila, a quart of rum, a case okay. of Budweiser, and a pint of raw ether and two dozen uh, amels. So I hope that helps. Um, safe travel and uh, take care. Last time I got high, I was in Kansas City. and I. Oh, sorry. Not what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a I I gotta I I think I gotta go to the grocery store. You eventually for, for developed those. a coke habit. It's a that's a that's a good a laundry list of uh, things things for the uh, things for my road trip. I could definitely get Budweiser, a case of Budweiser. Clapton only snorted heroin, you know, which is like so fucking not cost efficient. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to do like five times as much to get the same buzz. It's just, but he was making more money. <laughs> but it's not cost efficient. <laughs> well, thank We're talking you. about Texas. Somebody somewhere wants enough cocaine to forget they live there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. And you never once paid for drugs. Not once. We got one last voicemail. Call me if you want to live. I'm on speed dial too. Wham! Hoo-ya! Hey, I had to call in to correct. Oh, wrong one. My my bad. Hey, Hogs. Face hey. to the screen. Face to the screen. It's been a while. I've been out of town, and then like the hurricane hit Florida, so I couldn't come back right away, and I missed a few shows. Yeah. But anyway, up. man, glad to see you guys are still on the radio. 
Um, I got some stories about tire pressure, man. Like, oh yeah, the most recent one. This guy. Well, I'll just I'll give you this one. <laughs> this guy I work with gets to the shop in the morning and just hooks the air chuck, like hooks a clip-on air chuck to his tire and walks away for a couple minutes. The tire fucking exploded. Whoa! And it was right under where, like, you fill up the fuel. Like, the he lost the fuel filler door. Like, the door got blown off across to the, like, building across the, the way. And, like, those people are all just standing there watching and laughing and shit. Like, I got to work after it happened. I wish I would have been early that day because, man, it would have been worth it. Like, just to blow up a tire while it's still mounted on your car. Jesus. <laughs> you know? Just one of those guys that doesn't take care of his cars at all. And, you know, that guy is on the road with you. Like, there's a lot of people like that. I don't know if you could hear the guy that just drove past me, but you could hear his brakes just chirp, 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 chirp. Mm. Um, you know. Could have been the birds. That guy's right next to your fucking wife and kids or whatever. And it's kind of, I don't know. I, I treat my cars like a matter of survival. They could be in better shape. But you gotta, it's a matter of survival, man. Like, not just not crashing into people, but just being able to get around. Like, maintain your fucking shit, motherfuckers. Mm hmm. Anyway, Pizza, I guess that's enough of a rant. Have a good night, Hog. Thanks. Face to the screen. Oh, and we lost Carolyn. Uh oh. What do I do? We had, we've got her clip still. Do I wait? Maybe I'll wait. Holy shit, this is real. Yeah. Carolyn was all like, Screw you guys, I'm going home. Yep. Get the fudge out. Get the fudge out. Which means kiss my fudge and ass, go fudge yourself, fudge you get the fudge out. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe she'll come back. Maybe she won't. Do I end the show? Do I wait? Gotta wait on Carolyn, I guess. Ooh, what a funky lady! Oh, Carolyn! <laughs> oh, my, oh, my Instagram friend, Carolyn! Yeah, you, you gotta wait, I guess. Carolyn. Where is she? Carolyn. I keep asking for her, but she's not around. Carolyn, thank you so much for that introduction. It's good to be in the house of labor. How come I could put 40 of them in my mouth and then uh, not tear up at all? Air horn, air horn, air horn. Hi, Carolyn. Hmm. Oh, I think I see her coming back. Oh, hi. Carolyn. Carolyn. Hello. Take your pick. Hi. Carolyn. Carolyn. Hi. Uh, mm -hmm. hi. I think that's a. I think I ran out of internet. So oh yeah, Carolyn. No, I think we got to wrap it up. Oh, I guess so. I'm, but I'm glad you're back. I, I mean, thanks. I, I just Carolyn. don't. I just think it's. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go down again or something. Oh well, I'll hit you with this. Ooh, All right. What a funky lady. I'll uh, let's play your 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 clips. Your next one. I see. It was advice I was gonna give, but uh, I'll let the clip guy say it. Okay. 
the fifth road trip tip is to bring snacks and water. Now, yeah. there are two main benefits to bringing snacks and water. The first benefit is time management, okay? Now, when you're on a road trip, if you want to stop for snacks or you want to stop for water, it's going to add time. I mean, you can stop to eat because if you want to have a full meal, maybe it's better, even if you're packing your lunch, to at least pull over. But like snacks, chips, vegetables, little candies, you can just eat those as you're moving, right? So it's a time saver to bring your own snacks and water. Water, and it's a money saver. Ah, uh, yeah. And food yeah. you can eat one-handed. Ah, uh, yes. You don't have to fuck around with a wrapper and all that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many wrappers out there now. What if we run out yeah. of food? And you need, like, two hands. Ma'am, more hot pockets! That's what hot you need. pockets can get pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, you have to, but you have to wait. You have yeah, to wait you, for it to cool down. Right. Well, you don't have a microwave in your car, I wouldn't think. So they're not, not going to be that yet. hot. Not yet. No, <laughs> I know a place that serves cruelty-free donuts. We need to go to Panda <laughs> Express. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this? The sixth road trip tip is to pack an emergency kit. Now, you should leave an emergency kit in your trunk, and it should have everything that you need in case of an emergency. Now, you can buy a prefabricated emergency kit to leave in your trunk, um, or you can make your own. Not a national yeah. emergency. Yeah, you can like get blankets and stuff, and uh, what other good, what other things? I guess like a first aid kit that would help. Yeah, first aid kit. Uh, rose, road hazard shit like glow sticks, uh, street cones, uh, flares, I suppose. But the glow sticks kind of take that place. Um, and then a tire uh, pressure gauge. Uh, you want extra coolant for your engine, so you know pre-mixed antifreeze. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, those sort of things. Uh, yeah, this one we've already discussed. The seventh road trip tip is to get some good stuff to listen to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get some good stuff to listen to. And this That's important. Obvious. Last but not least, the eighth road trip tip is to bring a charger for your phone. He yeah. will have sex with your mother. It's important to have a charge, charge your phone. I blew Otherwise my own mind. Stop. A lot. A lot. <clears throat> and then That's charge true. it somewhere else. Those are uh, handy tips. And we got a lot of good ones from the callers, like uh, Sir Truck Driver, Vox, NetNet, um, Net, bringing yeah. in his uh, face to the screen. Um, I don't know if you heard that one, but I won't replay it. Okay. Uh, he did have some some good good tips there. Yeah. I there was another video I was going to clip from, but the guy's voice was irritating and I didn't like it, so I didn't clip it. Um, but I liked he so he said, uh, "Bring a bag of change for tolls." But I think Sir uh, uh, truck Sir truck driver. truck driver mentioned that. Uh, download offline maps and have paper maps. Oh, for sure. Just buy an atlas and keep it in your car. Yeah. Oh, and then toilet paper. That's Ooh, yeah. good to have toilet too. Toilet paper, napkins. Mm -hmm. disposable paper products like that and face yeah. of the screen was just saying maintain your vehicle you know check your brakes make sure they're good to go yeah and all that and like booberry said you know be up to date on how many points it is when you uh, run over certain individuals so you oh so yes you yes i need can, to get the uh, compare update my graph score with oh other people. yeah mm -hmm. that's important you want to have a good score when you're driving that's true yeah so, uh, we appreciate all that everybody thank we you for calling in and we uh, do. giving us your helpful advice on on driving. 
And, yes, um, I feel more confident. Thank you, everybody. We'll have to develop new tips once we get those nuclear-powered cars. That's true. And you know what? what's happening on Wednesday? Yeah, you are on uh, abs in a six-pack. Best of the Fs. Best of the Fs. You know, like finger a police officer. Yep. Fuck him and his feelings. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're, yeah, we, we did D. We are skipping E. And we're skipping the vowels. Yeah, they're too, uh, too expensive, those vowels. Now, Pat Sajak's just asking for too much for those vowels, so... We are uh, so Sir Seat Sitter. Tastes like crap. Sorry. So Sir Seat Sitter and I, uh, abs in a six pack. It's very exciting. I I do enjoy doing this series. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, he's a fantastic guy with a fantastic show. So check out abs in a six pack. That's right. A B S N A the number six P A C K. Indeed. Thanks everybody we- for uh, donating to us. You can go to hogstory.net slash donate if you got any value from the show. Give a little value back because we are a value for value podcast. We are podcasting 2.0 enabled, meaning you can send us boostograms live on the show and we'll read them when they come in or just uh, feel free to boost us anytime. You can also stream sets as you're listening and all of that is very much appreciated. And if you want to send us anything like books, like Baron Spud the Mighty did, um, or anything at all, just shoot us an email over at john at hogstory.net, that's J-O-H-N, or carolyn at hogstory.net, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N. And uh, we'll be happy to give you a mailing address, P.O. Box, and the like. Yes. And uh, feel free to leave us voicemails. The question for next week, I think, I guess I was thinking things like, um, oh, I just had it too. Uh, I don't know. Um, it doesn't have to be this, but what do you think about, um, words you find offensive, like not the normal cuss words that we all know mm-hmm. and use, but, uh, yeah. another word that you may find offensive. I don't know about oh, that one. Okay. Or, okay. um, Oh, I had another one, and now that I'm on the spot trying to recall it, I cannot. Uh, it was so offensive, it left your brain. It wasn't offensive. Um, oh, okay. There was another question. Um, oh. Oh, well. Let's go with that one. How about it? Okay. All right. Let's do it. And uh, cool. if I think of another one, we'll do that another time. That's right. Yeah, so the question for next week, you can leave us a voicemail at 430-201-4841. Tell us a word you find offensive or unsettling that is not a typical cuss or curse word. Yeah. I think we we will get some great answers. I know it. Yeah, and you can uh, leave us those voicemails at 430-201-4841. And we'll play your voicemail. On next Monday's show. Yes, yes, for episode 322. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. And, well, I've been here just traveling by the seat of my pants. I'm Fletcher. And I have been Carolyn. And you've been in the smoker with us. We'll see you next time. Adios, mofos. 
Adios. Holy shit, this is real. Well, this Flatulence. is Ringo. Everyone seems to have said everything here, so I'll just sign off by saying cheerio and best of luck from the Beatles. There's Shanetta. Get the fudge out. I've decided to dress hoarier Which means for, kiss my fucking ass, go fudge yourself, fudge you get the fudge out. There's Shanetta. We need to go Face to Panda line. Express. Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You've got to go sometime. Don't, don't be stingy. Can I come in or are you done coming? Are you jacking it right now? Come on, you're what?